The Campbell Group has teamed up with PI Perspectives to offer listeners top-notch, affordable insurance solutions. Private investigators can get insurance for their business for as low as $305 per year. Apply now at PIPerspectivesInsurance.com and receive a quote back within 24 hours. Specializing in the research of liability for personal injury claims, Pacific Liability Research offers insurance assessments of all applicable liability coverages to help determine what a case is potentially worth. Have a case with no insurance policy? Since 2019, the highly trained staff on their insurance discovery team has located over 100 million plus in previously unknown insurance coverage. They offer a full refund for any inaccurate results and they do not charge for no-hit searches. Additionally, Investigators Toolbox members automatically receive 50% off their first case. Just mention Investigators Toolbox when you fill out your first order. More information can be found at PacificLiability.com. Contact them today and discover the immediate impact that Pacific Liability Research can provide. Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is S at SatellitePI.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigators Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. Welcome to a special edition of PI Perspectives. Today we're celebrating Veterans Day a bit early. But before we jump into the show, we wanted to take just a moment and thank our servicemen and women for protecting our country. Now more than ever, we see the importance of protecting our country here and overseas. We also would like to take a moment of silence for those servicemen and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice. We thank you for taking this moment with us. Today we're running a best of show and have retired Marine Brian Rogers back. Brian lives and breathes in the world of executive protection and security. This show was recorded back in 2021, but the topic is a red-hot one today. We're talking about security in houses of worship. Let's join Brian Rogers and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Today, we welcome back Byron Rogers from the Bravo Research Group. Byron, how are you? I'm good. Boom. It's yeah. an honor to be here, man. Give I me a boom. It. Right. If I don't hear the boom, it's it's not working, right? <laughs> Bringing the energy. Day, man. <laughs> um, so uh first of all, uh this is our Veterans Day special. So um thank you for serving. I really, really appreciate it. And not only for serving, man, for what you do for veterans. Um, I really um I just appreciate that so much, man. That that you have created a way, a pathway for guys and gals that come home that say, now what? 
Um, you have uh, really given them something to do. So tell me a little bit uh, about that. Obviously, you were a Marine, correct? Uh, yes, and, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah, no, and it's honestly, it's one of the honors of my life as well. You know, um, one to come from that, you know, that pedigree and then have found my way by the grace of God. And then to be like, man, this is awesome transitionally to be able to go from kind of, you know, warrior into a guardianship is like, it's just such a smooth and seamless transition. It allowed me to really, instead of seeing a lot of the things that I came back from combat with as impediments or things that just don't fit into this new civilian division of the military. I like to call it, <laughs> right. um, you know, I, I, I was able to still leverage who I was on so many levels and, mm -hmm. and it really eased a lot of that inner psychic friction we deal with as we try to like adapt, you know, it's like, it can be like being forced to watch cartoons for the rest of your life or like being a Lamborghini forced to drive in a school zone. If you're like going from that high speed life into something else yeah. um, that, that, that has no crossover, but now, you know, I've got my school, the league of executive protection uh, specialists. Uh, we have ran with our first installation training day, which is kind of like the bachelor's degree right. in terms of how to get into the industry uh, how to do the work. Um, I love that program because it's not just teaching you how to do EP. A lot of schools will just teach you how to do EP, but then right. when it comes to writing your resume, when it comes to how to interview, how to dress, uh, how to interface social dynamics, how to interface with your team, your principals, your clients, the vendors, like how to act even, sure. you know, yeah. um, in order to be successful. And the social dynamics around that all is the one thing that I see make or break people's careers. I've seen a lot of dudes that are so good mm -hmm. or are lethal and, and smart and have good hearts lose their careers yeah. because the social dynamics of it all. Yeah. So I focus on that. Yeah. You have to be a kind of an entrepreneurial. You got to have that, uh, you know, entrepreneurial uh, spirit in, in doing this stuff. Even, even if you're working for somebody, you still got to yeah. have that, that alpha personality to, to achieve things. So I think you're, you're right. right, man. And, uh, what I appreciate also about what you're doing is the community, right? That you do yes. have those conversations with one another and there's that, that handholding and, um, you do a lot of, uh, zoom meetings, I think, right. Where, uh, folks will come yeah. on and ask questions and, and, uh, you have these, uh, yeah. are you doing it monthly or, or weekly? How often do you do it? Yeah. So for the patrons of the course, for folks that are, that are in that course, we meet every other week. And so it's kind of my way to make sure I'm in integrity with myself and my class that I'm doing everything I can to make sure they survive, right. that they make it and that they're successful. So I'm kind of like their conciliary, you know, yeah. um, the for their, we, we do our <laughs> careers together, you know, so it's, we meet every other week. I help them work through any problems, any snags, sure. make sure they're working our process to get into the industry or our process to elevate their careers. And then now that we have the bachelor's class, uh, which blew up, we've got uh, about 300 students in the first year or so, about a year and a half. And now we've installed the master's class segment, sure. which I'm so excited about. Um, and that is just a consortium. It's a, it's a, a batch of about 20 some odd of uh, instructors that have done 
amazing things in our industry. Some of the biggest name instructors in the industry, you've got your Elijah Shaw's, you've got your Christian West, you've got uh, Joe LaSorsa, you know, you've got Aaron Moldens, you've got, the list goes on and on. Sure. But then also people you haven't heard of that have done amazing things in the industry and they're tackling higher level problems. They're tackling things that, because there's really no training from once you go from being an agent to when you want to be a company owner or a team leader or a detail leader, yep. you know, it's just like, you're an agent. And then you're like, you're like, you know, I want to start a PPO or all of a sudden you're in management, <laughs> you know, and you're like, okay, um, <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I know how to do the agent so I can do yeah. this. Right. No, it's more sophisticated. There's yeah. levels to this thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So there's a lot of higher level stuff we tackle in that part of the course. And that's been such an honor to have those people who are legends and have done so much more than me in this industry uh-huh. uh, sign on and join forces with me, yeah. you know, to try to bring some real, real high level value yeah. more than I ever could yeah. to the industry, you know, more and than I could alone. I think I heard recently, cause I, I do check out your podcast uh, too, right? Um, you, you, you have a few of them. <laughs> so uh, executive protection lifestyle um, is, sure. is one I enjoy listening to. And if, um, if I heard correctly, if I remember correctly, like you, you've gone international with it too, right? There are uh, folks from other countries that are now part of this program too, right? Yeah, man. So executive protection lifestyle brand, and uh, we are now branching out to different countries, you know, so we're looking for different shops and different leaders, uh, different companies in, around the world to kind of have different chapters out yeah. there in the world. So we've just launched uh, EPL Canada through Sentinel Security Plus up there. They're, they're an awesome shop up there. These guys are all about excellence because the reality is, you know, if I'm really trying to impact the executive protection industry, I know the US market. And yeah, I've been all over the world, but for a guy that's in Canada where, you know, they aren't allowed to carry weapons, it's right. just a different game, different culture. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, erecting and setting up leaders in those areas to hold the banner and the standards, right? Because it's more yep. than just a job. It's about lifestyle, sure. those sure. standards yep. there. And we've got a few other countries on the horizon. You know, if you guys are in, in, in your country and you want to carry the flag and the standard there, let me know. Yeah, because definitely. this has been pretty awesome. To definitely. You know, I don't understand Canada, how anyone gets anything done. Because it's the same thing with private investigators, man. They have no yeah. access to any of the research that we have. It's yeah. so limited. And yeah. I, I was like, I had a guy on, uh, I guess about a year and a half ago, maybe. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he basically made his his living on surveillance because you really couldn't do anything other than that. You couldn't do research. It was hard to to get things done. And uh, yeah. this guy was interesting because he, he competed in, in the Olympics. He was like a judo guy. Wow. Uh, yeah. And he was like half Israeli and half Canadian. Like, is it a really interesting story? Um, really Canadian but I felt bad for the dude because he was really struggling to get, to get work um, and, and do things. Cause it was just so, so hard. Uh, and then when COVID hits, you know, and everyone's got to wear a mask, like how do you do surveillance at that point? How do you positively identify <laughs> yeah. it? People aren't going out of their houses either. So um, wow. yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. How did you handle COVID? What did you see on your end? I'm sure, you know, protecting things that was a, there was big money in that, right? Uh, you and I were talking before we got online that you had a, a very good year this year. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, how was that um, the, the dealing with COVID on your end? 
Yeah, the COVID thing was interesting. You know, certain aspects of my business, certain accounts definitely tamped down and, and, and shut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, certain aspects of my business went through the roof, you know, especially during the riots. I had more work than I could deal with. I was passing contracts to friends yeah. uh, because it was just I was getting calls like, hey, we need guys down here now. We need a team of four guys. We need a team of six guys. And it was just like, boom, 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 rapid fire. Uh, my my high net worth families were like, we need more guys, we yeah. need more assets, we yep. need more coverage. Yep. That was awesome. But anything having to do, I do a lot of faith-based stuff, a lot of churches and things like that. Those went and, and pretty much almost shut down. They went yep. to more bare bones. Yep. So it was nice to have a diversified, uh, I don't know, I want to say portfolio, but a diversified uh, list or books of clients because what I lost here, I made up here. And yep. ultimately, I, I think we had a better year as a result of the chaos than, than really anything else. We also picked up some more corporate contracts, you know, um, as people needed to protect their storefronts and CEOs mm-hmm. and things like that. So for me, COVID did well because I was in multiple, I, I serve multiple client demographics. Right. That was the hedge. Diversify. Diversify. <laughs> yeah. You got to be able to, to identify it. I know like in, in my state association here in New York, like we were really, really uh, all over our lobbyists. Like you need to make sure we have a carve out. You know, we, we've got to make sure that that security and private investigators can continue doing work as essential services. And, you know, as soon as we got the green light from the governor's office, you know, it's like all bets were off. Um, you know, yeah, there were pivots on things you had to do. I mean, I work with lawyers. Lawyers didn't come in from uh, March to June, you know, <laughs> and and now they're kind of in, but they're kind of not, you know, now I, it, it's finally starting um, to come back to normal. I mean, I, I, I'm doing a networking event next week mm. and reaching out to attorneys, inviting them to events and them telling me I would love to go, but I, I have a trial I'm picking a jury for next week like that's music to my ears i was like yes brother don't worry about it i'll catch you on the next one at least you're in yeah. the courtroom and you're you know you're you're moving yeah, your cases well. because uh at the end of the day if they're not getting paid if they don't have money um you know they're not spending money on their cases um you know so on and so forth so um it, it's nice to see that um i mean listen we all got to have our our, our cards shown we're vaccinated to sit anywhere or do anything here in new york but you know, at least we're, we're getting one step closer to, to where we need to be. So that's, that's all good stuff. Step by step. Um, so what did you notice with your, your schooling during that time? Did you feel like, um, folks uh, on your side of the, uh, profession were taking that interest and trying making themselves better or were they just kind of tightening up and saying, all right, I can't spend any money or time on, on this. I got to make sure I'm earning. Uh, what, what was your experience on that? At the beginning, uh, um, tuition went through, I mean, submission, like people joined, it went through the roof Yeah. in the beginning were some of the best few months we had. <laughs> right. people were like, Hey, I got to sit at home. This yeah. is an online course. Right. So many advantages there. You get to keep your lesson, keep your instructor. Um, you know, we're having meetings all the time. You have, you, it's not like you pay for a course and it's a flashpoint in your career that you went to a school at one point in time. It's like, no, you're kind of part of this tribe, you know? And then I, I also have set up a network and an online place for everyone to continue their relationships and continue doing their careers together. So a lot of people join the pack and a lot of activity in the groups, a lot of new signups. 
people signing onto the team. And then as it drew, it continued waning on. I think mm-hmm. folks just didn't have the discretionary funding. So they just kind of tapered off for a while for a few months. And then now, you know, as we've come out of like the dark ages of the lockdowns and stuff, it's just yeah. gone. It's, it's t- gone right back up. So uh, it, we definitely, it blacked out for a sure. good month or two where we yeah. were like, wow, man, you know, but it was obvious that it had a, everything to do with, you know, socioeconomic. Yeah. yeah. Well, when the, when the stimmy money is gone, the stimmy money is gone, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, we weathered the storm great overall. Um, and a lot of people just got better. You know? And that's what I'd say. The, the lockdowns and the pandemic, people either got better and better shape, smarter. Yeah. And then you see other people and you're like, man, you got that COVID five pounds yeah. on you. And you just you just didn't spend your time wisely and they got so, worse. So, yeah, I started off in, in the pandemic. Like, there's no yeah. way I'm gaining weight. And I was riding an exercise bike like an animal. I was at home. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm listening to sermons like daily, <laughs> an hour at a time, just crushing it. Right. And I'm like, this right. is great. And I'm, I'm, I'm like feeling really good and then slowly but surely life got in the way and then yeah, now yeah. i'm not doing seven days a week i'm down to three or four days a week and it's two days mm-hmm. if i'm lucky to get on there and and of course you know you, you pack down a, a little extra pounds and and now oh, it, it's it's all off you know it's like back to it and uh, all right let's go back to work and gym's open back up which was nice so can get Very back nice. out there and do do some things and and uh you know feel the shame of <laughs> what I, what i let myself get into <laughs> but, I really get it. yeah that's a different episode for another day <laughs> um right. yeah so you know i wanted to talk to you about uh houses of worship like you had um you had talked about that and last time we had you on uh we had teased next time hey we'll come back and we'll talk about that stuff uh which is what we're gonna do uh, i do want to take a break first and just uh hear from the sponsors but when we come back i want to talk about what that looks like these days um, as the houses of worship have opened back up and, and they are going and uh, um, you know, technology has changed and some of the tools that you use to do what you need to do. So everybody sit tight. We're going to be right back and then we'll jump right into it. The Nally Midwinter Conference is live and registration is open. This year, the event will be January 31st through February 2nd at the Serata Beach Resort in St. Petersburg, Florida. Learn more at nallyonline.org. That's N-A-L-I-Online.org. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. So we are talking about Crosstracks. Crosstracks is a sponsor for uh, Investigators Toolbox and PI Perspectives. We've got Steve Mason here. Steve's been a, uh, a longtime client of Crosstracks. Tell me the benefits of uh, case management. For me, it's basically being able to keep track of every single thing that's going on with the case, whether it's notes, documents, sending or receiving new case information you know because clients can create custom logins securing the data from a business perspective it's just it's really the easiest way to maintain your data to access your data anywhere I mean, you can be on vacation and pull up a case note remotely securely even just tracking how many cases you've worked for a certain client how much money you build them i mean it's there's so many tools that i just i really don't know how you can get by without a 
of case management system like Crosstrax. Yeah, definitely. And they are SOC 2 certified, which is important when you're working with insurance companies and, and protecting information that's uh, readily available there. If you're looking to take your investigative company to the next level, you got to be organized. And the only way you're going to be organized is using a case management system. And for me, hands down, Crosstrax is the one to go with. So again, they are a sponsor of uh, PI Perspectives and part of Investigators Toolbox. You receive discounts for using their services through, uh, through both those platforms. So check it out today and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information. I think it's one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship, you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. And welcome back, everybody, to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Today, we are joined by uh, Byron Rogers from the Bravo Research Group. Byron, welcome back to the program. Boom. It's an honor to be back, man. More Love booms. Got to love it. Got to love <laughs> All it. All day. So before we jump into the topic, uh, you do have some other stuff going on, uh, which I want to get to and get the announcement out about. Um, so you're doing like a, a form, right? An EP form. Tell me a little bit about that. Sir, it this one I'm excited about this one. So, um, myself, Christian West, Pablo Monasterio, uh, we had a, a crazy idea, you know. So, we have the close protection conference coming up December 8th through the 10th, the largest event in the executive protection space in the United States. One of them, if not the, they're expecting 500 agents there, nice. right? Cool. Um, 
it's going to be an epic event. And we wanted to see how we could also serve the community and create, you know, an asset for folks to take advantage of while they're there in Vegas, if they, you know, on the very first day. So if you're going to the shooting competition on the 8th, then get after it. But if you're not going to the shooting competition, because a lot of, you know, sometimes it's hard to get corporate funding for that because it's guns and whatever, you know, the politics or you're just not into it. Uh, we have an amazing event for you on the 8th. Uh, it's going to be an all day. I think we're going eight to five so you can get done and still go to the conference when it kicks off. And we have a power packed list of speakers. I'm going to be kicking off the morning talking about social dynamics. Uh, we're going to go into Christian West is going to be speaking. Caleb Gilbert's going to be speaking. Aaron Malden, Elijah Shaw, uh, Joe LaSorsa. Uh, we've got a heavy, heavy list. Um, great. Uh, Jackie Davis, the female that they made the movie about safe, the mm -hmm. top female agent in the UK is going to be speaking. So it's going to be jam packed. And we have a special surprise for you guys that attend uh, that is going to be something the industry has never seen before, but I cannot, I am not at liberty to disclose here. Right. So it's just a one day quick pop up. The, the format's completely different. Instead of just presentations, we're going to have conversations with everyone in the room. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be highly, highly interactive. It's going to be a little bit different. So um, join us for that event too, man. Yeah. That's going to be an honor to put that, to, to kick that off. So the surprise is not like a, a, a comped meal at the buffet at the uh, casino, right? That, that's not it. So this, this, this surprise, be better. <laughs> I will stand by this. And if I'm wrong, okay. you can come find me and, and talk crap to me. This surprise will blow your socks off. All right, cool. We'll well, blow your socks off. It'll be great. something that will that that will give you and that you can do that you'll be like, wow, this was amazing. Yeah, I so, so we'll we'll have all that info in the show notes. Um, yes, sir. So of how folks can Thank find you. it and and uh, if if you live in that space, I um, I strongly encourage you to go check it out. I mean, there's nothing like networking and just being amongst peers, especially after you know a year and a half, two years of just isolation, just getting back into it. Uh, I know on my end, I went the last, uh, between the summer and the fall here, I probably went to about four or five different conferences and it was so great getting out there and just seeing people yeah. networking and, and, uh, you making connections. I made some really great connections. Uh, especially I was in San Diego, uh, a month or two ago. I made some great connections. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. that stuff pays the bills. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like you get relationships are one of the highest value. It's like, relationship equity is, is, is what everything good and bad yeah. will come through your life, especially in business through relationships. Business Absolutely. Is the commerce of relationships. hundred percent. This is what we have to do. You know? Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, okay. So let's talk it. Let's get into the topic here. Houses of worship. Um, Sir. so walk me through that. What does that look like? If you do this type of work and you wanted to get that type of work, how would you go about trying to enter that space? And what's, what are the important key aspects to make sure you're covering? Yeah. So houses of worship, you know, it's my passion. It's, it's something that I grew up in church and things like that. Um, some of the snags that you find have to do with kind of the politics of it, yep. you know, getting a private security detail in there can be a little bit difficult because a lot of churches have a retired, you know, uh, whatever law enforcement guy or whatever guy. And then they're like, well, it is our security guy. And then they think that that's good enough, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and then you got to explain things to them, you know, with regards to, you know, are they set up properly with insurance? Uh, if something does happen and do have they really thought through their strategy and things like that. Um, and then the other part is buy-in, you know, uh, I have been really blessed um, at my primary account for sure to have the 
the, the, the pastor really buy in and that's what can flip the congregation to be part of it. Yeah. You know, so there's another whole component where you have to train the congregation to value and feel safer, you know, so that has to do with equipping your guards mm-hmm. um, with the right things to say when people are like, Oh, security, you know, like is something wrong. Why are right. you guys here? Cause a lot of civilians are still completely oblivious to the fact that, <laughs> that they need protection there. And I'll say, church protecting places of worship has mm-hmm. been the one client demographic that is the most active with regards to actually having to do things with security. Like mm-hmm. I've had to go hands-on more at churches and I've had to deal with more threats around churches um, than I have out with most A-list celebrities or uh, high net worth families or C-suite executives. The church yeah. stuff is actually where it's at. Yeah, I mean, what it comes down to is, you know, broken people need need God. <laughs> so broken people yeah. go to church, and broken people ha- have uh, have opinions. You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah I, I, listen, I I can remember going to Times Square Church in Manhattan and going through metal detectors, mm-hmm. and this was well before, you know. Um, I mean, this is. This was after after nine eleven, um, yeah, you know maybe two years after nine eleven, and it's just you get used to it. Okay, this is what I got to do to get in. It's not a big deal. Um, I didn't feel like my rights were being violated or anything like mm-hmm. that. I know um, uh, this next summer I'm I have the opportunity to go to Ghana to to perform actually at a church. Nice. Yeah, I'm very very excited by that. Uh, we got invited to. Uh, to this mega church out there to, to, um, you know, do my music and all that stuff. And, you know, we had some concerns. Okay. So what's the security like, you know? And, and they're like, no, 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 no. It's more secure than the United States. Like you have to understand like (laughs) the way we treat our security coming into this place. Um, you know, there will be metal metal detectors. There will no backpacks, none of that stuff. Like that's just, that's just policy for them. You know, nobody argues about anything because it is what it is. Um, You know, it's, it's the same thing with going to sporting events too. Now, you know, uh, I go to Madison square garden all the time and, you know, going through the metal detector, but before you can even get to the metal detector, I got to show them a Vax card and a photo ID and, and all this. And yeah, it's a pain. It takes longer to get through, but it is what it is. This is the nature of the business and and, uh, the world we live in these days. Right. Yeah, hopefully you feel safer when you get on the other side of the protocols and yeah. that's what they're there for. And hopefully they work, you know, I, um, but I will say those churches over in other countries like Africa and things right. like that, man, I mean, it's amazing how much more real they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, when, when, yeah. When, when people, when that's all they got, it's really real. I oh, love, yeah. I love traveling to those, those churches over in those countries and yeah. just, the whole frequency that they're on is yeah. completely different. It, it's yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Well, Hey, you know, safety is, is not just for the Christians though. <laughs> There've been plenty of synagogues that have uh, had some oh, yeah. issues. Uh, there was one in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago um, that it really, it got real very quickly, you know, and it's like, you don't realize these things. And man, I've seen some events in crown Heights and in, in Brooklyn here in Queens um, uh, where there have been thousands of people attending these events, and um, you know, how do you get a handle on security with these outdoor events with like you know four or five thousand people, um, you know, streaming and through the streets and running, and going crazy, right? Yeah. Well, any mass gathering requires security, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, and you know, the way kind of the way that we approach it, and I've approached it with a lot of churches is, um, you know, it's it's less about you know, uh, the, 
the tough guys or guys that have backgrounds uh, being on the security team and working those guys into keep it. We put those guys in key positions, but really what we want to establish in any mass gathering event is an information network Mm -hmm. that will alert us to any issue that has to do with security. So we can get the right people to the task as quickly as possible and stop the bleeding, you know? So it's really all about it. Layers and information network, putting people in key positions and, 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 you know, we have a plain clothes layer that's moving through the congregation. And then we also have the, uh, the overt layer, which gets most of the attention, but is the greatest deterrence. We uh, had meetings with Homeland Security and a few different government organizations where we we're setting up some teams and we we're just saying, you know, what's the best thing to do? How do we keep these places safe? And they across the board were like, uh, you you really want to use deterrence as much as possible because that's yeah. what's going to keep them out, you know, and your plain clothes component, that's going to be obviously to deal with the problems and things like that and to alert you if things are happening in the, in the crowd. Right. Um, but that deterrence is really powerful. So we're, we're out front, yeah. you know, we yeah. stand in a place where everyone driving onto the property sees like there are armed guards right. here, we're, but we're selling security. We're yeah. smiling, waving, you sure. know, happy yeah. Sunday, happy yeah. Sunday. We're actually interviewing people, you know, how you doing today? Good morning. <laughs> you know, we're like greeters almost, you know, right. in a lot of cases and, you know, the information networks there, you know, we're yeah. looking people in the eyes, you know, and, and with yeah. the, you know, with the, 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 um, 5150 kind of the, um, you know, the populations that come to church or, helping homeless people and yeah. helping yeah. people that have issues. You really attract a lot of variables into one place yeah. that you've got to stay ahead of, you know, we'll tag somebody and keep an eye on them and, yeah. you know, it's real hands off, but we got to make sure we're getting that information in the right places. Yeah. And I think it's it, in the, in the past probably four or five years or maybe even longer than that, you know, uh, politics has found its way you know, in and there everything. and that drives <laughs> yeah. people. It really does. It, like it's, I have seen exactly. splits, man. I've seen people bail just yeah. because you don't have the same ideology. It's like, yeah, but I thought we're, we're, we we're of the we're same faith. Like we believe the same yeah. things. Yeah. But you're going to vote for that guy. So I can't talk to you anymore. Right. So, right. You, you know, it's, it's so crazy to see that stuff happen, but it, it's real. It really, uh, it really it's, does. Um, it's sad to see the the divisiveness work so well, yeah. you know, and any, anything that shuts off um, intelligent, thoughtful, compassionate discord between two people, communication between two people is, is, a, is a huge tragedy for yeah. the people, in my opinion, you know, yeah. um, we disagree and that's how we arrive at higher truth. You know, yeah. <laughs> you might think some, yeah. see something I don't see, we need each other's opinions, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely opinions are important and, and, and discussion is important and being able to, to work through, through all that stuff. Um, you know, uh, do you guys do like um, like monitoring on social media for, for these venues and stuff? Do you set up like uh, you can't really do fences anymore? I guess it's more keyword searches. But do you guys like do you have a team that does all that stuff? Are you, is that part of the package? Um, you know, not for our everyday. We do a cursory search during the week mm-hmm. of all of our social media properties for that church. Mm-hmm. We're having a larger event than we dig dig deeper into OSINT, but mm-hmm. uh, the guys that are there, because we also have schools at a lot of these places, mm-hmm. the guys that are there during the week, every single day, they have to execute at least one open source intelligence search mm-hmm. of the digital properties for the church and also for whatever clients we have. Yeah, that's That's kind of how we monitor that. And it's huge because people telegraph what they do. And then if we have a yeah. bolo, you know, uh, at any point, then we have those profiles and we, we definitely uh, 
conduct patrols on those regularly as well. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you look at uh, stuff like Parkland, you know, where, where there, there was that, Hey, I'm going to do this for about six months leading up into, into that. Yeah. You gotta right? be, you gotta be all over it, man. Definitely. All over 100%. it. Uh-huh. Those are our key. Those are your key target indicators, man. Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are the gimmies. You yeah. know, and people can't help themselves. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because it really, at the end of the day, it also comes down to dollars and cents too. When you're dealing with yeah. a, a board at a nonprofit organization, first of all, they're going to say, Hey, give me the nonprofit rate. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the first hurdle you got to get over. That is the you truth. Know? And then it's like, wow. Okay. These are all really cool things that you're offering. But it's like that old uh, Chris Rock joke, right? With with the uh, man, a dollar for for a chicken wing. What I get for fifty cents, yeah. you know? Like, what if you just pour the drink in my hand, how much for a handful? This is so real. Is exactly. Real. Like, and you, you're like you're having those conversations, and you're like, yeah. okay, I know this is not going to happen. Like, I'm crashed and burning here because they're not going to yeah. bite. Um, yeah. You know, I had my own experiences with technology many years ago, trying to get into that space, and uh, man, there were some cool things we could do, and it worked. And they were yeah. like, wow, this is great, but we can't afford it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, right. Or, you know, this is too intrusive. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want to survey these people. We don't want to do that. You know, that's not the attitude that we're putting out. All are welcome here. Well, yeah, all are welcome. But, you know, maybe the guy that's going to bring the AK, he's, he may not be welcome <laughs> to, to yeah. this place. You know? Right. And we'd like to see him coming. Yeah. You but know? leave the AK and, at home. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And then, yeah, we've had some crazy things happen for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So do you have like regular briefings and stuff with, with the um, admin there or, or or I guess the, the board and all that, like, what does that look like? Are there regular meetings and and going over uh, threat assessments and stuff? So whatever we consolidate during the week, we send out via email and then we revisit it uh, to the team and we work in conjunction with their volunteer team. So we're an adjunct where we're an add on, you know, to their volunteer team, mm-hmm. but we're totally integrated with them. When we, we send out bolos and information for folks to get familiar with, then before service, we all circle the wagons and we talk about what we have, what happened last week, what we saw during the week, what we're, what we'll be looking for. Uh, highlight any bolos you know we use zillow quite a bit actually um and you know we make sure people have a snapshot of any bolos and that goes out to our team Mm. um and you we just get on the same page for that upcoming service because we want it to be fresh in everyone's minds you know yeah um so that's usually how we get that data out to everyone uh, right before they get on and get everyone in the right mood make sure they're in the right frame of mind and we get after it yeah. You know, it's interesting. You, you were talking earlier about having the, the visual presence and the, and then the non-visual presence. Oh, and yeah. I'm just thinking of like David and Goliath, right? You got Goliath out there. He's, he's yeah. a big dude. Like, Hey, don't mess. Yeah. You're in trouble, exactly. right? But you got to watch out for David because he's got that slingshot. He's going to take you out. <laughs> yeah, one, and honestly, one shot, one kill, man. hundred <laughs> percent. And some of our best folks uh, on some of our um, most valuable people that have been able to stop a lot of things are like, we've got this little 120 pound female that just yeah. looks unassuming and she's in the bookstore and she's just like, Hey, you know, black shirt, green hat, you know, is over here trying to steal <laughs> this or that, or, and no one sees her coming. No one has yeah. any idea. It's just a chick in the bookstore with like, yeah. you know, some kind of Bluetooth thing on and she'll send us a snapshot and then, 
you know, the, the big boys can walk in and be like, Hey, sir, you know, how you doing today? And they can address it, you know, yeah. and she's like a sniper. Exactly. And she just moves through the facility and no one, you know, people are just having their conversations and uh, she's just giving us the best stuff, man. So she's making rag dolls at everybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely, man. So it's, it's that it, it works That's for cool. sure. That's cool. So what are some of the other challenges or, or what are some of the mistakes do you think folks that are trying to get into this space um, make when they're trying yeah. to land this type of work? I think dealing with the perception of security, you know, um, coming in and saying that my team is better than your volunteers, mm-hmm. um, dealing with the fact that in everyone's and in, in a lot of people's minds, when you start to mention security for a place of worship, they're like, well, we don't want our congregation or they naturally have an aversion to it generally, you know, right. they, they don't want to even believe sometimes that they need it. Right. Um, and I feel like some security professionals will come like one, you know, you need this and this is better than what you have. And um, it gives that vibe that you're going to really change or negatively impact the culture yeah. of the church because they're focused on their mission and the gospel. So you really want to um, present yourself and your team in a way that, Hey, we're here to add to your mission and to help you achieve your mission. Right. You know, you want them to understand that like, we're here to make sure that everyone feels welcomed when they come to this church, but also that they feel safe. Um, and, you know, we can ox- offer explanations for that, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, so that's kind of the, I've always come at it at, Hey, we're here to add to and help you guys achieve your mission. Right. Um, not compete with or overtake or, or be the security guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta um, swallow your pride, man. And, and that, that can be hard to do sometimes. Uh, you know, especially when you, you see some, some guy who's been there forever, right. Uh, on site that, uh, you know, he, he worked for LAPD back in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah, a good yeah. thing or a bad thing. That's <laughs> you know? the guy. And you don't want to change things too quickly. You know, so yeah. a lot of guys and companies will come that's in and want to change the world yeah. and we're going to do this and bag checks and da, 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 da. It's going to be so safe by next Sunday. It's like, church no, like change. you, you want to just, just yeah. drip microdose. Yeah a little bit ratchet things up very slowly and be very sensitive to the changes you know that are happening the way you're impacting that culture you know and when you've really established a baseline with one change that you've made and it's positive and everyone's like you know this is kind of good this is great wait a little bit and then drop the next one and that's it's something we struggle with in the in in private security as executive protection agents too where it's like you want to come in and you want to change everything you want to take over the world and make you want to be captain america and it will drive you insane knowing that you have holes or vulnerabilities that you have not fixed yet. Sure. But the reality is, you know, Max Joseph says it the best, seatbelt security. You've got to be comfortable if they're going to wear that seatbelt. If you're uncomfortable in that seatbelt and it's locking up on you, you got to take, you're going to take it off. Yeah. So you have to just change what you can little by little by little. And in a few months, in a year, you'll have a pretty rock solid program if you ratchet it up properly. If you don't, you run the risk of being of being of being kicked out of the game. So, right. you know, uh, another mentor of mine said something awesome. His name's not coming to me right now. He's like, whose responsibility is, is, is protecting the principal in private security? I'm like, it's mine. You know, I'm the security agent, you know, top flight. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's your principals, yeah. you know, because they're hiring you, they're paying the bills, and they ultimately get to decide what you do and do not do. And if so you don't good, do what you want to do, you're so, gone. So good. And I'm like, 
check the ego at the door, homie. Yeah. You know, because it's like we could we can protect him 800 ways, but they'll be like, I want this one yeah. and this one. And I, that's it. And you I tell you what, man, the game now. you can act like that at home. Leave it at home. Exactly. Um, I I would say probably one of the biggest hurdles too is is um, this whole idea of uh, proactive and reactive, right? Um, And changing that culture. And it seems like you got a pretty good thing going with how you're doing this. That you you have changed that proactive, you know, to the proactive model, um, which in this country, you know, you know, when uh, a tragedy happens. And, you know, someone's shooting a place up in Texas, your, your phone's ringing the next day because they're like, Oh man, we got to do something. Right. Um, but it seems like you're, you've, you've got ahead of that and you're doing some of the, um, proactiveness as opposed to being reactive. And that's a big challenge as well. It is. And the tragedy of it all is that those incidents really validate the model in a lot of way, in a lot of ways, because you wouldn't believe after those Sundays when those tragedies happen, people come to church and they're like, thank you for what you do. And I, and we get, and that's how you know you got a good program because I'm getting told thank you yeah. constantly while we're out there. We really appreciate you guys. Da, 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 da. Yeah. People feel safe. And and if you're not there, people are like, yo, where's security or, you know, <laughs> what's, what's going on? If you change something, yeah. you know, cause sometimes we've gone into doing bag checks and then we didn't do bag checks and people are walking up like, are you guys not doing bag checks? Like, do I feel safe? Are you guys, you guys exactly. are in there, right? They're all, they're all peeping on you, man. Yeah, that's man. crazy, crazy. All right, man, we're we're gonna wind down here, but before we we close out, um, uh, g- give me a nugget or two for for uh, folks that are again looking to get into this and 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 doing this. Like, what what would be your recommendation to uh, to how to get started on it? In executive protection or church security? Yeah, let's today? let's talk executive protection. Let's say we're yeah. we're a PI and and we say, you know what, I I do have some some experience where I can offer value doing EP work. Um, yeah. What, what should they focus on? I think these days, you know, and this is, this is like right in line with what we teach in, our, in, in the school is, you know, you really want to make sure you understand the nuances of executive protection. So if I'm dealing with a guy coming from the military or law enforcement, or that has like an awesome background, it's like, all right, you can do the work. You're smart enough. You have the background. Um, but it's not a bad idea to take a course or something that is going to teach you the nuances of executive protection. Of course, I recommend mine because it's going to teach you how to um, situate your resume and your LinkedIn, which is your new resume yep, yep. and, teach you, <laughs> right? and yep. teach you how to network yep. um, and how to interface with everyone effectively to get your career started, right? Right. Um, so getting the industry to react to you as if you're a specialist. One of the things people are dealing with now is the industry is blowing up. The industry is supposed to double in the next decade. And I remember reading that in a Forbes article before the pandemic. You know, robots aren't replacing us anytime soon. No, no, sure. (laughs) Right. Corporations are realizing they need to have their own in-house security teams. Like there are different client demographics. There is so much opportunity. But a lot of people are trying to get into the game. So it's becoming a red ocean of generalists now. So having the edge when it comes to you know, your resume and marketing and relationships, having a network, this is really how you stand out and get into the game quickly and effectively and efficiently. Right. Soft skills get you paid, right? Isn't that your thing? Hard (laughs) skills may save lives, soft skills get you paid and keep you in the game. And that's what I put together with with the school, man, with the league. That's what it's all about. That's great, man. Um, So the uh, Close Protection Conference, what, what are the dates on that? When is that going down? The Close Protection Conference is... 
December 8th through the 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you're even if you're not going to the conference, you can still taste the magic and you can still be part of, you know, the 500 agents that are going there and network and everything with sure. the EP forum. Yep, the EP that's forum. why we that's why we put that together that way, you know, for folks that maybe you don't have three or four days, but you yep. can come for a one day thing or um you know i i think i think they're charging around 300 bucks for the close protection conference ours is i think 200 but either way if you can do it all do it all these relationships are what put food on the table sure for years to come in this yeah. game i can't stress that enough business is the commerce of relationships oh you're absolutely you right really your network. You're, you're absolutely right man so byron thank you so much for coming on we're gonna have all that information in the show notes uh for folks and i really encourage people to go and and check it out and uh you know if this is your passion this is what you want to do um you know it will only benefit you to be there um 100%. so again thank you for serving uh our veterans day uh show here and acknowledging thank you to all the folks in our industry that have served and continue to serve just uh on on uh, at home right uh um, on, in, in the home field here. Um, I really do appreciate that. And, um, you know, the sacrifices that, that were made and all that, we just, you know, we want to acknowledge that. So, uh, how do folks get a hold of you? Um, if, uh, they have any questions. Yeah. And then one, one last thing I should mention, since it is veterans day, mm-hmm. uh, upon getting out of the Marine, Marine Corps and getting my career launched and everything, I wrote a book called finding meaning after the military. So if you're out there and you're struggling to find meaning in life after the military, check that book out, look it up. You can find it on Amazon or you can reach me through my website, byronrogers.com or byronrogersmotivation.com. Right. Uh, Rogers with a D, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, you know, yes. or you can follow me on Instagram, but you can always send me an email through the website yep. um, and we can start communicating there if you need anything at all. It's an honor. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on Monday for a regular show. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks for having me, Matt. It's an honor. Yep. Take care, man. This episode was certainly worth a rerun. Thanks again to Brian for leading the way in the executive protection space. We also like to thank Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring our show. Remember to tell them you listen and save $50 when you apply for insurance. Additional thanks to Crosstrack, Specific Liability Research, PI Institute for Education, NALI, and Scope Now for sponsoring our podcast. Also, don't forget about the investigatorstoolbox.com app. You can type in version 2.0, 25% to save $50 when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible in the future. And we'll be back next Monday again with a new show. So make sure you tune in. Stay safe out there.